We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. The Voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. first guest, Robert Baxter. For anyone that doesn't know, Robert Baxter is a Narman Shefferman-based pop artist. Uh, they have an EP and a handful of singles that um, I would say are fairly like in, defined in that kind of like pop R&B feel. Robert's latest single, definitely, Just For The Night, uh, and previous single, 20-something, definitely leans more into kind of a synthy pop sound. And yeah, it's kind of left us all very excited here on Loud and Queer. So yeah, she joined the show to talk Just For The Night, performing live, uh, and yeah, kind of what we can look out for next year. So all very exciting stuff. We'll jump into it right now. Uh, this is me and Liz chatting with Robert Baxter. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Well, the start is like, welcome onto the show, Robert. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we'll just like jump straight in. As you're obviously well aware, like your new single, Just for the Night, has been out for a few weeks now and everything. So how do you feel the reception to the song has been? I feel like it's been good. I feel like um, it's a really busy time of the year, but every time I perform the song, people seem to really like it and the streams are going pretty well and stuff. And it's kind of like a sister single to the single before it, which is 20-something. I feel like they really go together, like the sound is similar. And I did do the whole music video release and event for 20-something, where it's just the night didn't have that. But I think it's just great to have more music out there and like build my catalogue and let people know what my writing style is like and my sound is like. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of like your writing style, how did the how did the track come about? What was the inspiration for it? Well, my friend Alex Gala actually produced it. He produced 20-something as well. And he actually produced this song and like wrote a song for himself. And then he was like, oh, this is probably a bit too poppy for me because he's more of like an R&B guy. And then I was like, well, if it's too poppy for you, let me have it. And so then I like rewrote it so that it was from my perspective and everything. But the production is all from him with this song. Um, Most of the songs when I produce with him, I usually collaborate with him. But this one, like it's all his production. And I wanted to write about like when you're really in love with someone, but you know it's not going to work out. Like you just go back to be with them just for one more night kind of thing. I know that you say just for one more night and then it ends up being like more times probably a lot of the time. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like just the feeling of, damn, like this person's so beautiful and I love them so much, but I just know that we don't, we aren't compatible in a relationship. Mm. For sure. There's, this is like finite. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious, but was it interesting? Have you done much of that? Um, like writing for a song that has been entirely produced by someone else or was that like an interesting experience yeah that was an interesting experience it's never really happened before um I usually start by like writing and sitting at the keyboard and like playing chords and writing that way and then eventually producing it a bit and then sending it to someone to finish the production and stuff so it was very interesting to write to a track that was already done but um Alex is like we've been like really good friends since we were like six years old we used to do ballet together and stuff so we um have like had a very long history of working together and it's very easy to work with him and so I just felt very comfortable just writing how I felt and like switching up melodies how I felt and 
it was just very supportive and happy with what I did. So that was good. I think I was a bit nervous to show it to him for the first time because he would have heard his version obviously a lot. But yeah, it was awesome. No, that's really cool. It's really it's it's a really cool like new way having to tackle it, which I think is really like it would have been a new experience. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um and I think we're both from Shepparton, which is like a small well, it's not really a town, but it's a city, but it's still very small. <laughs> um and it's like two hours north of Melbourne and I think it's nice to like keep collaborating with people from like my past because it feels kind of nostalgic, you know. No, definitely I have to agree with that. Uh, obviously, like you said, like sort of um, just for the night, sort of like coming up to 20-something and everything. Like, do you reckon they're going to be part of a larger project or anything like that? I personally think that these two, the project is them two together. That is my opinion on that. Like, who knows, maybe one day I'll want to reuse one of the songs or two of the songs for an EP or something. But for now, I think that those two are standalone. I think um, the sound I'm moving towards, which I'll be releasing next year, is like a little bit different to these two. And so I think that I'm really happy with these two just being like a representation of that time of my life. Um, and also like, you know, when you write a song, it doesn't really come out until like a year after you've written it and stuff. So like, not that I don't love the sound of these two, but my style has like kind of changed since I've made the songs, you know? Yeah. yeah it just changes and evolves like that and everything. And it's just, it is nice to look back and see where you, they see like those two songs in that moment of time and just seeing how yeah. they are now to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I wrote both of them over a year ago now, so it's pretty crazy. Do you put a lot of thought into kind of your your style or like how people kind of perceive what kind of like genre of artist you are? Or is it still kind of pretty much led by experimentation, what you kind of want to make when you go into a session or start writing stuff? I think um, it's always been very much just like exactly like just experimentation just however I want it to be and stuff but now since I've started performing live a lot and doing gigs that I really like care about and are really important to me I've been thinking more about how things feel when I play them live and how much I can dance to it or how much the crowd can dance to it or anything like that and I think that it's really cool that I have a new perspective on it over just like how is it gonna sound listening to it in your bedroom because that's pretty much all we did in lockdowns and stuff (laughs) yeah no that's awesome it's great to see like yeah see that experimentation just like the different approach to making music and stuff yeah um I guess like oh it's like you of course were part of the last like sin sessions that we had and um obviously like tonight like at the time that we're recording this you're going to be opening for Vetterborn and like uh, how have you felt the gigs have been this year for you I feel like it's been amazing I not like I'm not trying to be mean to Shepparton, but there's probably just a less lesser group of people that can relate to me and my story and my music. And so when I'm at gigs there, I did have done lots of gigs there. A lot of the time, that it I feel like I'm just background music in a way. Whereas here, people are like really listening to me. Like some people I don't know are like learning the lyrics to my songs, and that is like the dream, I guess. Um, so it feels amazing. I'm really really grateful for all of the opportunities that I've gotten this year. I feel like since I released 20 something, it's just been like nonstop and it's just so exciting. This is what I've always wanted. And I kind of haven't really seen being a musician as a full-time career until now. Like I didn't believe that I could achieve that until now. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Good. I'm glad to hear that uh, artists are feeling that way. Yeah, me too. 
it's good to see how like music hasn't like sl- it slowed down obviously a little bit over COVID, but like it hasn't stopped anyone. Like it's people are still able to really like get back out there and like sh- showing the music they've made and like how it's grown. Yeah. Speaking of the the Vetterborn show, especially, I mean, at the point of recording this, haven't done it yet. At the time people listening to this, they, you would have already done it. But just yeah. how you how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling so excited. I think she's such an incredible artist and. Um, we actually met at Big Sound and we kind of like already followed each other. We have some like mutual friends and stuff, but we never met in person. And so then when we met in person, I was like, oh my gosh, she's just so chill. Like she's just, she's such an awesome person and she is such an incredible writer and I'm really inspired by her. So I'm really, really grateful to be able to open for her. Yeah, it's, it's kind of shocking and and like something to tick off your bucket list, you know? A hundred percent. It's got a little bragging rights there too, doesn't it? (laughs) For sure, yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any other shows coming up in December or next year that you want to talk about? Yes, I have a few. Um, in Shepparton, I teach dancing, and so my dance school that I work at there um, has a dance concert, and I'm going to be performing at the dance concert and emceeing and stuff, which is really cute. I love that I get to do that in my hometown. Um, and then in on December 9th, there's Platform Exhibitions X Open Scenes show called continuum and it's like a queer art exhibition where they'll put like art on the walls and stuff and then they'll have like queer artists performing which is really exciting and then on december 20th i'm supporting charlie hanrahan um at workers club and he's debuting his like solo career and yeah that's all my gigs until the end of the year that's awesome hopefully we'll be able to catch one of them and as well our listeners like if you get the chance definitely uh, catch like catch those gigs (laughs) Yeah, well, I always am annoying everyone on my Instagram, posting all day, every day about all the things that I'm doing. So um, if you want to know what, like, events I have coming up and stuff, that's the best place to go. Yeah, awesome. Um, I guess, like, you mentioned a little bit with, like, you sort of, like, writing more songs and everything, but, like, are there any other big big plans that you have for the next year that you can tell us about? Yeah, for sure. Um. Next year, I have a collab coming out with um, Dirty Versace in July. And the three of us are, like, just, like, we work so well together. And we're all queer and it's just, and we're all from Nam. And it's just so exciting that, like, to to be with people. Like, even though I've worked with people in the past, I mostly have recorded everything in my room by myself. And then, like, I just send it off to people and we work together that way. Whereas with this one, the three of us went in a room and then like Dirty Versace played us a beat and then me and July sat on our phones and wrote the lyrics and then we recorded it and we like wrote a hit like in a day it was crazy and I've never felt that energy before I feel like the delivery I have on this song like I never could have achieved by myself because I think it like was powered by the energy that they gave me um it's so exciting and yeah so that one should be out like early-ish next year and then That's so cool. yeah I'm so excited um and then I have a bunch of other songs that are like nearly ready so I think if I work with a couple of producers and just get um everything refined I'll be ready to release some stuff hopefully an EP yeah yeah no that's that's fantastic that's really exciting like so it's definitely like keeping an eye on you all next year to see like all the other amazing things that are coming out for you for sure yeah, that is very exciting to hear that. Um, we love July. I haven't, and Dirty Versace is a, has been on the show earlier this year. It's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we talked a lot about um, 
synthesizers and gears and they were in the like studio so imagine uh-huh. it would have been very fun kind of like meeting up and producing in person with them yes Dave's yeah, actually just like the back and forth yeah Dave's actually has this studio called like a spaceship that's what they call it and it's so <laughs> awesome like it's just such a cool space and it makes us feel really happy yeah it's fantastic I love there's um Wendy Carlos like very famous um composer as well did uh her studio was called the spaceship it was like all very intense like synthesizer gear cool it's a, it's a good name for a studio um anyway uh you mentioned before that your instagram is probably the best place to keep up with you um yes. yeah could you let us know the handle and like kind of where to keep up with you online my instagram handle is robert baxter without the e in baxter so it's r-o-b-e-r-t-b-a-x-t-r and i post all the time and let everyone know what's going on so if you watch out for my stories and stuff you won't miss a show um i also have like a website and i've got some like demos on soundcloud and you can follow me on spotify apple music all the streaming platforms well yeah you heard it guys make sure you check them out um (laughs) (laughs) no but thank you so much for coming on to the show uh today it's always great to have other artists on and like just for the night it's a, a great single to release right now it's been really great to listen to so very excited to see what more comes from you Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah. Um. I guess just like, to, is there anything else that you'd want to like say to the listeners that are listening right now? I think that you're doing a great job and you're doing well in life. And I hope that my music can give you a hug and I hope that you can achieve all of the goals this year. You're listening to Loud and Queer live on Sin. You just heard myself and Liz have a chat with Robert Baxter. So thanks so much again to Robert Baxter for joining the show and um, yeah, talking about their latest single, Just For The Night, um, which we're going to play right now. Stick around for that. Make sure you follow Jordan Baxter online as well to keep up with all the stuff they're doing. Anyway, we'll jump straight into it. Coming up, we have an interview with Kaya Mercedes live over the phone. For now, here is Jordan Baxter with Just For The Night. Hello everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That track you just heard was Kaya Mercedes with Hindsight. Before that was uh, Robert Baxter with Just For The Night. And that uh, track you just heard was from Kaya Mercedes' debut album, which, uh, yeah, if you don't know, Kaya's a a singer-songwriter from the Southeast here in Nam. They uh, taught themselves how to write during lockdown in 2020 and uh, kind of found a sound for themselves that feels very nostalgic um, and I would say like between genres in the best way. And uh, yeah, they're joining us now over the phone live to talk about their debut album, Hindsight. So Kaya, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us on Loud and Queer. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, So yeah, your debut album, Hindsight, has been out for around a month now. Um, How have you felt the kind of reception has been for it? It's been so great. Even just hearing people I've never met, hearing my friends, hearing my family all saying they listen to it and they love it and hearing their favorite tracks, it's all the hard work it feels worth it and I'm, I'm just so happy yeah awesome um I guess can you tell us a bit about the album kind of more generally yeah I, I it was written over the period of a few years mainly in lockdown when I was really reflecting on a lot of things so each song has a bit of an element of looking back into the past um and it ties it all together into a story of hindsight kind of speaking of that that idea um like yeah like you said hindsight in name and themes is all about kind of reflection um, how is that kind of process of you of turning kind of reflections into songs that anyone can kind of like understand or relate to? I, I've always found it quite um, 
therapeutic in a way to write about those experiences and talking to other songwriters I know we all kind of say it's a lot easier to write about something when you're not living in that moment because while you're living in that moment you're just trying to live um so writing looking back at the past can be a lot easier and um it really turns into art when you don't have to try and just survive in that moment yeah for sure um what would you say were some of your like biggest influences or just like inspirations for hindsight and like music or otherwise uh taylor swift of course uh she's influenced so much of my music i listen to so many artists suki waterhouse is just incredible i get inspired by everything though even sometimes i'll be looking at trees and i'll be like oh here's a lyric popping into my head it's just so random even my friends have inspired me to write some songs yeah awesome so are you kind of always on the lookout for it as well or is it kind of just like sometimes a tree or you know something will kind of just hit you and you'll have like an idea for a song a lot of the time it just hits me songs come best when they're random bursts of inspiration I think yeah for sure going back to hindsight though uh did you kind of put a lot of thought into the structuring of the songs um, and kind of how the album all flows? So I feel like all the songs stand on their own really well, um, but it does feel like there's a really strong kind of narrative through line. And especially Hindsight as the kind of opening track and Red String as the closer really do feel like kind of opens and closings to the story. I'm really glad you think that about the opening and closing track because when I went into the studio, I had all the tracks and I just said to my producer, I don't know what the order is, but I want hindsight to be first and red string to be last. That's all I know. And so that was kind of the beginning, but we worked on each song one at a time. Um, And then once it was done, um, I just sat down and I wanted to hear the story of the songs through, like through the stories that I wrote them and have it feel like you were experiencing what I experienced over those few years. So um, opening with hindsight and closing with red string and feeling how you get from hindsight to red string. Listeners would have just heard hindsight before the interview. Um, I guess, is there anything you want to say more about that, like that track specifically? Uh, the only, so my producer, Chris Wilson, and I um, did the whole album ourselves. He played all the instruments um, and then it was mixed and mastered by Kenny Shepherd. But the only other credited musician on the album is um, Chris Rocky, who plays the bass in hindsight, um, that incredible like solo bass at the very first verse. It's one of my favorite parts of the album. And I think that that song alone really encapsulates the whole idea of the album, which is exactly what I wanted for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you've also been involved with the, the iHeart Songwriting Club. Um, I guess, how's that been for you, especially as someone who kind of self-taught and started kind of during lockdowns? So I feel like that would have been maybe felt a little isolating, like starting out in music in that kind of context. Yeah, it definitely did. It I gave, it gave me a lot of time to teach myself, which I enjoy much more than lessons. But I Heart Songwriting Club was great to be able to speak with other musicians and learn from other musicians when I wasn't able to do that in person. And some of the people I worked with, like Francesca de Valence and Sam Buckingham, are just incredible people and incredibly talented musicians. So I've learned so much over the past few years and they've really helped me make what my album is today. Yeah, awesome. Um, I guess 
kind of on songwriting still, um, you were talking about inspirations before and like how an idea can kind of start anywhere. But when you actually start like writing or, or producing a track, do you usually find you start kind of on the guitar or the piano or like is it is it usually led by the, the lyrics and, and the melody? I usually start with at least one line with a sort of general melody and an idea for what I want the song to be. Um, and from that one line, I don't know, I just get like a vibe and I know if I want it to be piano or guitar. And of course I change up sometimes, but I kind of just know. It's really hard to describe. Um, and I always write my songs sitting alone, usually on the floor, and have the whole idea, the whole song in my head completely done before I even take it into the studio. And in the studio, I like to collaborate with people and hear their ideas as well as my own. Um, it's very solo at the start, but then I do like it to be more collaborative. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you think you'll um, continue kind of making music that way where you kind of really figure out the demo before you bring it to other people? I think so. I mean, I've done a little bit of co-writing recently for the first time, which has been super fun. Um, but I do, I will always love writing songs on my own, even though co-writing is beautiful. So I think doing a bit of both is definitely what I'm going to do moving forward. Yeah, for sure. That's good to hear. Um, you also had the, the Hindsight album launch uh, early this month. How, how was that? It was so incredible. So incredible to be able to play at the Amazing Grace in that beautiful room. And uh, we had over 80 people turn up um, to support me and buy merch and just listen to my music for a few hours, which was just incredible. I've never played a show completely by myself where people have come just to see me before. So it was a really, really great day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you're hoping to, to kind of do more gigs next year? Definitely. I love playing live. It's one of my favorite parts about being a musician. Yeah. Awesome. Um, And I guess like think thinking about next year in general a bit more, I guess, because it is almost December. So it is the time. Um, what, What's kind of going to be your focus next year? Uh, Like, just all gigs are you going to try and write some more music or is it you know non-music related things are going to be the focus um definitely I've got to focus on school of course but um <laughs> I've started writing songs for a new project and so I'd love to continue doing that I'm feeling very inspired at the moment um so that and playing lots of gigs as well is what I'm going to be doing next year I think yeah, awesome. Well, everyone, keep an eye out. Um, yeah, and where can people find you online? I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook, uh, just at Kaya Mercedes. Well, yeah, Kaya, thanks so much for, for joining us on Loud and Queer. Um, really love the album and really keen to play some more right now. Um, is there anything else you want to add for the listeners before you leave us today? Thank you so much for loving my music. Thank you. No worries. So, yeah, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Kai Mercedes. I'm going to be jumping into one of their tracks now from their debut album, Hindsight. This is Don't Forget My Name. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.